Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're here. I'm your host, Katarina Kormas, Mindset and Success Coach for women who are ready to make the switch to living life their own way. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring conversations with women who have courageously stepped out of their comfort zone, overcame their fear, took bold action, and embarked on a new journey to transform their lives. This is where you get inspired to connect to who you truly are, to live authentically, stay true to your dreams, and embark on the adventure that you were born to take. This is where the true joy revolution begins. Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I'm so excited that you're joining us. Today, I want to introduce you to Karen Keese. She's a teacher and a mindset and wellness coach, and her journey is all about transforming her life to combining all of her passions into a life that fuels her soul. So welcome, Karen. Hi, how are you, Katerina? I'm good. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Me too. We have the best conversations. <laughs> we do. We do. We can talk forever. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, some of the stuff that you're celebrating right now. Okay. So, um, well, uh, I am a teacher, as you mentioned, and I've been in the education industry or you know i've been teaching for gosh 17 i think i'm in my 17th year already and i know i know it's gone by so quickly um but also i i kind of have a lot of hats <laughs> i am uh, also a fitness instructor as well like health and wellness is one of my passions like for the longest time i had no idea you know, what I was doing with myself, what I wanted to do, but I knew that like being healthy and well are like two of the biggest things in my life that has been so consistent and always there and something that I have just taken along this whole journey with me <laughs> throughout. Wow. Something that you're, you, you, how long ago did you realize health and wellness was for you? Well, it was probably when I got into college, um, when I started to just have this idea of like how to just take care of myself. Cause I, as soon as I graduated high school, I went off to college, I left home and I never went back. So I was on my own and, um, I moved from Northern California to Southern California and I had to learn a lot. Like there was a, there was a huge learning curve from living at home to being on your own and having lots of epic fails <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, like to like learning how to do your laundry to like eat, like surviving on cereal. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> yes. And then in, in all of that, I realized like, cause when you, leave home there's nobody there to take care of you you're on your own you have to figure it out and i was like I've, there's got to be a better way <laughs> i was like i'm not eating well i'm not you know i've got no fitness i'm getting sick all the time so i like realized there was some things i needed to change in my life and i kind of feel like 
it was then, like when I was on my own, nobody was telling me what to do. I had to figure it out for myself. Then I was like, okay, there's some things that I need to change. And I think, you know, I was talking to you earlier about like my journey. And I guess and I'm just realizing now that since being on my own, I've started to realize, wow, this, I've got to do this work on my own. This is me that's got to come to the realization. Um, but it, this has been kind of a tough like road, this journey, because when I left home at 17, from 17 to like now, I've just learned so much and I continue to like just evolve and learn about life and learn about myself and realize how I fit in all of this. Wow. And that's, that's a, I think that's the one, the hardest thing about like leaving high school and going off to college is like you had the structure all along and people telling you what to do. And then all of a sudden they're like, go out into the world and figure it out. And you're like, wait, there's no guidebook <laughs> on how to make my own decisions and how to decide what's right for me. And no, there's nothing like that. <laughs> yes. Well, and the thing is that, you know, like the people who, you know, our family and our parents, the people that are, were our support system, they all have the best intentions, but that's, but they were always, you know, telling me like, this is what you should do. This is the direction you should go. So I literally left home um, with other people's directions <laughs> and had no idea of like that I had my own say in this. Cause I was like, Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And that's kind of been my journey for a long time. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. Um, you're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to get a job. You're supposed to, you know, have a home, um, you know, have your car and have the two kids and your animal and then have all the safety and security. And then that's your life. So I, I followed that path. And then I, all my boxes and I and that's got I got to that point like a few years ago and I'm like I did everything <laughs> like what now and then I realized hmm I'm not really all that happy <laughs> yeah, yeah you realize you're not as fulfilled as you, you they told you you should be right you you checked all the boxes here were all my options I took them all I did it all then why am I not jumping out of bed in the morning so excited about my day well, and I think that was the missing ingredient was that whole idea of purpose and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Like nobody ever had said, and I never realized they don't teach you this in school, like that you're here for a purpose and that you are meant to feel fulfilled. Like the, it used to, it felt like it was like, that was your purpose. You, you did all these things. You are part of society. You have a job and you know, you go about, but it felt so like, you know, I look back on it now, it felt so like robotic, like, oh, that's what everybody's doing. It's kind of like the herd is just <laughs> moving along and, um, you know, just we're following the, you know, the person on the horse, <laughs> just yeah. leading us to wherever. And we don't even know where we're going. We just follow and we just know we're having, you know, our basic needs met. But that's so, that's so interesting. That's a great point because you don't even know leading the like you don't even know where you're going you're following somebody else's path but you didn't set your own gps to your own destination yes yes and for a long time uh my internal gps was not on like mm -hmm. i had 
you know, instincts to like keep me going, like, like surviving, right? Like we, you know, we, and then we're happy, but not truly happy, not truly thriving. Um, we, and then we have our moments of happiness, but then when we have our moments of sadness or doubt or fear, like we don't know how to manage that. <laughs> no, no, because then we're confused. Cause again, I, I should be grateful for everything I have, but I'm not, but why wouldn't I be? And I think, you know, I remember when people used to talk about purpose, career was always what I thought. Like, I always thought, like, well, my purpose or my calling is my career, but it's not. I mean, I know plenty of people that have jobs that they're semi-happy with, but what fulfills them is the stuff they do outside, whether it's volunteering at a retirement home or speaking in front of, you know, women and, and talk, like, they just, they can have this multifaceted life, multi-passionate life, um, without have it their purpose being connected to their job, which I think we're always career, so career oriented. You go to a networking event or a wedding and they're like, so what do you do? Like your identity is based on what you do to get money. (laughs) Right. For sure. And I think when you're young and you don't have, you don't, you don't know the difference, right? You just think it's all together, right? Like, oh, this job you're in that became your career you that that's now your passion like it just fell into it but truly it's not it's just that maybe it gets associated because you don't know you're not thinking for yourself you're just following along this path and that's kind of how I felt like I just everything that I'm everything that has led me to this point was necessary absolutely but I it wasn't purpose like I didn't go in down this path knowing this is exactly what I want to do and this is, it's going to get me from here to here to here. I had to experience all these things to get to this point to realize what my passion and purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was it that, that finally switched on your GPS to where you truly wanted to go? I think it was probably a few years ago that, um, or maybe even, even a further back for a, a while, I just realized like I would have my moments of happy and there would be a lot of moments of happy, but it wasn't, I guess I couldn't name it then. And I could name it now that I didn't feel like I was in my purpose and that I wasn't fulfilled. So like I couldn't name it then. And now I realize, Oh, that's why my happiness wasn't consistent. And I didn't have this drive or passion that I was working towards. Right. And I think I used a lot of like my trying to be healthy and well and fit. Like that was my escape Mm -hmm. to, because I didn't know what I was looking for. Yeah. Right. Because like eating well and being, having a healthy body and being fit, physically fit and being able to like, you know, do all the things um, because of my healthy body. I was like, Oh, you know, that was my escape. I like all the endorphins <laughs> was blinding me to what I really needed to realize. <laughs> Cause it was like, that was my happy. <laughs> and yet you had found your happy, but didn't realize that was your purpose. Yeah. Yes. I was, I was probably on the periphery of figuring that out. <laughs> yeah. So what made you figure it out? What was the final aha moment? Um, I think when I was thinking like 
is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Um, is teaching what I want to do for the rest of my life? And is that going to fulfill me and make me, um, am I going to feel like I'm thriving? Because for a long time, I feel, I felt like I was just surviving. Every day was survival mode. And I'm, that was not making me happy. (laughs) And that's when I realized I needed something needed to change. Something needed to give. And, um, I realized like at that point, that's when I started to do some mindset work. I, I, you know, I came across some, some speakers and some, uh, just well-known motivational speakers. And I thought, gosh, there's, it sounds like there's something to this. <laughs> and then I just started to go down that path path of um, personal development, personal growth. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is what's been missing because I think I had been pushing away all of like the confusion, the curiosity. I didn't make room for creativity. In fact, for a long time, I didn't think I was creative. Like I, like, oh, you know, like some people say they, um, <laughs> they're bad at this or they're bad at that, or they're just not born with this. And I would say that about creativity. And I realize now I just wasn't making space for it. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. That's an interesting perspective on how we do get kind of lost in our lives. Like when you're talking about the GPS and not even having a direction, right? I kept thinking that's how we get on that treadmill. Yeah. And we get stuck in the, well, this is my life. This is what it is. Oh, I don't have those talents. Oh, you know, but really we're so stuck on this treadmill. We don't press the stop button to step off and think, wait a minute. Is there more like, am I just focusing on this? Should I be, you know, can I make space to focus on other things, other possibilities, try new things, explore. Yeah. So for a long time, I felt like I was just on this journey, not my journey, not anybody's specific journey, but just the generic journey, right? <laughs> I, was on, I was on the generic pathway to moving forward, but it wasn't, um, I, what, I didn't feel like the alive that I knew I could feel. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, that so that was that was probably a few years ago, and as I got deeper into realizing, I need to work on being more mindful. Need to work on that clarity, being present. Like not like none of that was in my um, vocabulary because I like I said I was just trying to survive. You know, my kids are now ten and twelve, so for the you know the first eight years of their life, I was like in survival mode. You know, I was a work. I was working full time um, as a teacher, and then trying to raise two babies. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, keep keep the house, do all the things, keep up with my health and my wellness. It was like four full time jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, and that balance was so tough. And that was another thing that led me to realize something this is I can't keep this up right I can't I can't live off of adrenaline I can't um I can't sacrifice my sleep anymore um I'm like there's, there's got to be a better way because <laughs> 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 I feel like I've got so much more yeah there's so much more time 
<laughs> you need the thriving guidebook, not the surviving guidebook. <laughs> yes, that is for sure exactly what. Yeah. How did you make space? So you discover these speakers and they're talking about, you know, more positive ways of approaching life. How did you fit it into that crazy schedule? Because that's one thing people are like, oh, I don't have time to read books. I don't have time to listen to podcasts. I don't have time. But how did you finally realize, like, if I don't make time, like, it, it's basically life or death, right? You, if you don't make time, you're going to be stuck in this dead space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how did you, with the kids and the work and being a wife and taking care of the house and all the other responsibilities, how did you carve out time? Yeah, um, there is, well, you know, there was a lot of sacrificing in the beginning of just me um, giving up my own time to fit everything in. And, you know, the one thing that has been consistent, like I said, is, you know, I never stopped working out. Um, but then that got tricky, too, because it was like, oh, when, when, when's the best time? Um, and so finally, I just had to I just had to do it, right? Like talk myself, a lot of self-talk, um, a lot of positive thinking and just stop with the excuses. Like just set a goal, do it, practice it. I know I'm going to fail, uh, but keep going, right? It's just, it's one of those things. We look at the end goal and think, why, you know, I started it. It's been two weeks. Why am I not there? right? The, the long term or the end goal is, you know, it's, it's the journey of it. But we want that quick, you know, all right, I've done it. I've started it. <laughs> it's in my mind. Why am I not there? And then you beat yourself up. So it's a lot of internal introspection of like, okay, release, start releasing things, um, let go. I don't need to do this. Um, get cut down on certain things like, if this was taking me two hours, I give yourself an hour. That's it. Get it done. Yeah. That's such a good point though, that you bring up that we don't talk about very often, but you know, you, whenever somebody's like, you're like, like, Oh, I wish I could be healthier and work out more. And you're like, Oh, you know, did you try blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I tried it, but it didn't work. And it's like, well, how long do people think, especially nowadays with social media, they want instant gratification. Like they want the result really fast. But it's not about the result. You're not going to change your life completely because it didn't take you a, a day to get to where you are in life. It's not going to take you a day to get to the next step in life. It's going to take time. And right. so that's, I think, where people give up on like the creating a morning routine for themselves so they have a little time for themselves. I'm like, ah, you know, I tried it for three days and I just couldn't wake up that early yeah. or something. But it does. It's remembering it's not about the destination. Life is a journey. Yes. And it really um, starts with one thing at a time. Mm. Like we tend to, or I know I did multitask. Like I used to be proud <laughs> that I could multitask. Oh my goodness. Um, I read this book called The One Thing. I don't know if you've ever read it, but um, so good. And it just, like, I think internally, I knew that trying to multitask is not healthy. <laughs> it's not efficient. I mean, your brain can 
you know, only handle so much. And really when you're trying to multitask, at least with thoughtful things, right? Things that take brain power because you can multitask where you're physically doing something and then you're mentally doing something and that's not tapping into the same brain power, right? So that's different multitasking. But when we're talking about multitasking where you are like writing papers and then trying to correct your kid's homework, <laughs> like that's two mental tasks that require like focused thinking or, you know, your husband's trying to talk to you and you're um, making a, you know, the grocery list, like as easy as a grocery list sounds, you still have to think about it because with that grocery list, you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to make this meal with all the foods, but then, and then you're trying to listen to this like that. That's not working, right? It's <laughs> too much brain power. So I realized I needed to focus on one thing at a time. I need to step back, take little, you know, baby steps and be okay with like little by little, I'm going to get there. So it's a lot of mental self-talk too. Like yeah. it, it, right. Like celebrate, admire, and um, see that you are making that, you know, that working towards that goal. Yeah. 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 Well, that's something you know, people forget too, because we, we're, we're taught to celebrate the big things, right? Celebrate the birthdays and the anniversaries and you graduated from high school, but we're not taught that. Listen, for me, if I can pop open champagne and have some cake every day, I'll do it. So it's like, you're supposed to celebrate, like if you learned something new or, you know, maybe it is that you got up a half hour early and you journaled. Like, yeah, celebrate it. Go, go have some wine in the morning. I don't have a mimosa, but like you're supposed to, because if you don't, you lose sight. It's like a running a race, right? You're so focused on how far you are to the ends, the, um, the end zone. See, I don't run. The uh, <laughs> finish line. <laughs> I'm not an athlete, y'all. <laughs> you forget, like, look back and see how far you got before yeah. you worry about, oh my gosh, I have so far to go. And I, I, I fall into this trap all the time. And you really do have to look back and say, like, I tell myself, like, where were you a year ago? You sure weren't here. You didn't know half the stuff, you know, now you were not as, you were not as confident as you are now. Celebrate that because it took the little baby steps to get there, which is why we should celebrate the little things. And I actually I have a jar on my desk and I have these little cards and every time I have something to celebrate, I put it in the jar yeah. and, and that way I know like, Oh my gosh, I, I learned how to use new technology today or I got another client or, you know, or I tried something new and it worked or I just got up in the morning and I went for a walk. I mean, those little things, if you're trying to do something and you take the first step and do it, that's when you don't lose momentum because you're celebrating the little steps. It's when you keep sight on that faraway goal that you're going to get defeated. Right. Right. And I've realized um, probably even just more recently too, that like the end goal is the end goal, but really what's the amazing part of getting to there is the journey itself. Mm -hmm. And I think, we don't credit enough of the, the, the process um, and give more credit to the end result or outcome. Yeah. You know, so 
I've learned to really appreciate this process and lean into all the emotions that go with it. The moments of like, you know, like, oh, that was good. Oh my God, that was good, right? Like give it a little bit more credit. And then also like, oh, you know, that wasn't so good. It'll be fine. I was supposed to experience that. I'm supposed to learn from that. And then ask myself, what did I learn? What can I learn from it? Because I mean, it's so easy. So it's like our default to get upset, to have fear, to be confused, to like just question. But instead, maybe it's more like, hey, let's figure out what we can learn from this so we can grow, right? Because this whole process is a growth process. And then in the end, you know, I often think too, and, you know, tell people, we have to release ourselves from the outcome uh, because yes. <laughs> we tie so much of our worth to the outcome. How about, you know, know that you are so worthy, that you are so valuable and that you continue to create value and worth just in taking action whatever the action is, right? And whatever the outcome was meant to be that outcome and however you want to interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the outcome can change. Like I look, I mean, think about when you were five, you know, and you wanted to be an astronaut or president or veterinarian or whatever, like you had this dream, but you know, you change, you evolve as you go through your personal development and you grow your dreams change. That's why you have to revisit them every six months because there were things I wanted in January that I got to June. I was like, I don't really want that anymore because I grew and I was doing other things that fueled my soul even more. That those are the dreams, you know, it was more about me growing and learning than right. it was about what's sitting on my vision board that I had a change in July because I didn't want any of that anymore. And not because I'm fickle and I just changed my mind. It's because I went on my own journey. And yes. in that journey, I learned that I was capable of so much more and different things. So those limiting beliefs started to peel away. And I realized, well, first of all, I'm aiming low. <laughs> Second of all, you know, there's, I'm capable of so much more. Mm -hmm. I think of it as an arrow. Like, just aim, point the arrow in the vicinity of where you want to go, but you can't control once you release it. You can't go run after it and move the arrow to, you know, like don't get stuck on that because the arrow might land on something so much better that you never knew existed. Right. And there's something great. And the more you realize how much you're capable of, because we're all capable of so much, your dreams can be so much bigger. For sure. And that's, and you bring up a good point to when, you know, like when you, shoot that arrow, it's going to land where it's going to land. But here's the thing, like you may, if you don't see that there's a detour to take because you're so focused on getting to that end point, then you're going to miss so many opportunities. And I really appreciate like stepping back and just allowing for space, allowing for um, it not to be like a race yeah. uh, because I think that we are constantly given opportunities, but we have to be open to see it. Yes. That's so, great. yeah. I love, I love that. I love that so much because there's so, if you're, fo especially if you're focused on what's going wrong in your life. Mm, yes. And you're so focused on 
the coworker that did something to you or your boss that did something to you with a job you don't like or the traffic you sit in or you don't like the city you live in, you're so focused there, you don't realize that God's kind of given you other opportunities to make changes, but you're so focused over here or again on your out your dream. I really want that house on the hill with the knight in shining armor and a million dollars that you don't realize that there's all these like like doors that are opening up all along the path that you could detour at any point to something equally as amazing. Right, right. And it really it's it's all about your energy and the energy you cultivate because we can't control what other people do. We can't control what has, you know, what we feel is, Oh, the circumstance, right. But what we can control is how we manage the situation or how we manage our, our thoughts or our um, actions from whatever we're perceiving. So yeah, for sure. And, and when you are in that place of you being in control of your own thoughts and your own actions, then you can see those opportunities more to take because you're not focused on what other people are doing, what other people are saying, or what action you thought they took against you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you've really gone through a huge mindset shift. And so you've now been able to go from teacher to teacher and mindset and wellness coach. So what was, what was that process like for you, that mindset shift? How did, how did that, how did you change along the way? It's so constant um, and ever evolving. And um, as a teacher, you just, (laughs) you have these things that you need to teach, right? And so you're just so focused on these things, right? The, this like the content, but you don't think about like how how should we get there? Like what's the process? And let's consider all these different things. You're just kind of on this one track. Like I just need to do do do, but not consider all the other things. And that's how I was kind of living my life. Was just like do do do, and not step back and like okay, let's let's take a look at see what you know how that went. And so that's, I had to realize that, you know what, I, I'm moving too far forward and too fast. And when I say forward, I didn't even know where I was going. Like in the end, I'm just, I was just still doing more of what I was doing without really affecting change. And I had to step back and think, you know, wait, I, I, this is not working out for me (laughs) and I want change. Right. So I had to really change a lot of my thought patterns and do that internal work. Um, and I think I feel like I'm going off on a tangent now. <laughs> I guess I can talk about that, the internal work um, all day long. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's just a lot of internal work that I didn't realize that I had the power that I could do. Yeah. So how did you... So you realize, you know, mindset and, and wellness was really what you wanted to be out there teaching. How did you start incorporating that? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that, you know, they're in their job, you know, yeah. and they're either maybe they like it or they feel stuck in it or whatever, but they want to start something else on the side, right? They want, they have this other dream that they want to pursue and they want to feel like they can do both. How did you manage to incorporate both into your world? Well, a lot of it for, for what I particularly do, the mindset and wellness coaching, it all started with me, right? I had to 
do all the work, continue to do the work. It's ongoing. It's educating myself. It's stepping back and reevaluating and um, feeling really confident about like, okay, I can, I can see the, um, the, the progress, right? I can really appreciate the progress. And I think because it all, like I don't teach anything that I have not experienced myself, right? So everything that I do um, for others is because I've lived it or I'm living it. And then I feel like somebody else can benefit from it. Yeah. So that's if somebody is feeling called to do something in addition to what they're doing, like I feel called, um, it's because this has always been in me. It's this, I've been doing this work for a long time, even though I, I've gotten deeper in it and really studied and practiced it for the last several years. But this work has been ongoing once I realized, wait, like, I have some control <laughs> of myself. So like, I feel like I've been doing this work for, you know, over 20, 30 years, right? Since I was, but I just didn't realize it. Yeah. I think we all do this type of work, right? But we don't realize it. And sometimes we get lost. We get lost in the shuffle. We get lost in life. We get lost in what other people are telling us to do. We get lost in judgment. Um, and I think I would weave in and out, like getting lost and then finding myself getting lost and fun. And now I feel like, okay, I, I feel more authentic to myself and that I can let go of what I think people feel like I need to do. Yep. And so all of this came from a place of the work I've been doing for a long time and then really diving deep into it because it's just my passion because it started um, with helping myself become a better person, helping myself realize I have a purpose. I have this destiny. I was put on this earth for a reason. And then realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not the only person <laughs> who was, was, who is stuck in, who, who was stuck and needs some support to lift them out of this, right? This funk, this, whatever, this unhappiness, this survival mode into thriving mode. So I think it really starts from whatever you're passionate about, whatever's in your heart calling on you and intuition too, because I think we suppress it and we don't, we allow ourselves to not trust it. And, you know, like it's, it's in there, it's instinctual. And it's like, you know, even back in the you know, stone age days, right? That's people had to live off of their instincts and fear back then, right? Because that was like the fight or flight. But we don't need that fight or flight anymore. There's no tiger chasing us anymore. You know, <laughs> we still use it so we don't like run into traffic or you know, <laughs> jump off, you know, you know, uh, jump off bridges, you know, whatever. What is right? it? My friend Topsy say like it can sit in the passenger side, like your fears and your, you know, like <laughs> your fears right. are there, but you gotta go by your intuition. Yes, like it serves a purpose to a point, but not the purpose it used to serve. Yeah, yeah. But intuition and your guts and your internal GPS has always been there yeah. since the beginning. I mean, you always have these senses of like something doesn't feel right, something doesn't feel good, something does feel good, something does feel right. But, but oftentimes we suppress it because we're so busy worrying about what other people think. Yeah. And um, what other people say we should do. Well, and that's, yeah. And I think we've, we've gotten off, I think 
um, trusting our intuition. And, you know, I, I was chatting with somebody recently and she's like, I really want to be, um, I forget what her calling was, what was on her heart, but she's like, I really want to do, you know, do it more. But my husband doesn't believe in online businesses. And I was like, that's, that's our way of giving an excuse on ignoring our intuition, right? Her gut is that this is what she should be doing. This is what she really wanted to be doing. But it was because her husband didn't believe in it. And then we shut it down, right? We'd like, but then the thing is, it never goes away. It's always right. going to be there. And that's when, when you're, you know, laying, you're 90 and you're in bed and, you know, so your last days and like, what do you regret? That's the regret. The regret is you didn't listen to your intuition and it was on your heart and it just sat on your heart and you didn't right. go after it. Yeah. That you, you make all the excuses in the book. I don't have enough money right now, or I won't have a 401k or nobody will approve. Right. Um, but then you always have that emptiness that you didn't fulfill something. And when it's in your gut and it's, it's your intuition telling you, and it's been gnawing at you, I feel like there's also signs and there's also mm -hmm. messages that are constantly being dropped in front of you, but then you just yes. don't see it or you're not open to receive it because you're resisting already. Right. So when you resist, you're so closed off and, um, you know, sometimes you might like, huh, I had a weird dream or, huh, this is, has, this keeps showing up, but you keep pushing it away because you have that, you know, your excuses or whatever is stopping you. Um, so I think not only our gut tells us, but we also get messages and, um, and, uh, signs all the time. The doors are opening for us, but we're not looking at them. I love that saying, um, what's meant for you will not go past you. And then I add on to it, unless you're not looking. <laughs> It's going to yeah. stay there. It's going to like, it won't go past you, but it's going to sit there and you're going to walk right past it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think a uh, part of being able to like be open to receive that is like uh, realizing like all the busyness in our life. Mm. Right? There's so much busy, right. It, that, that keeps us from seeing all the, all the amazing things that is coming to us. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or the excuse, like, I'm so busy. I'll, you know, I'll get to that when I have more time. I'll, right. I'll try that when I get more time. But I think going back to what you said, like, if it's in your heart, like it's our job to explore it. And I think mm -hmm. that's where if you shut it down and make the excuses and you don't even try and explore it, but the more you explore it, the more you realize how possible it is. Mm -hmm. If it's on your heart, then it's meant for you, which means that there's a way for it to happen you have to be willing to go explore it. Like maybe you love yoga so much. You really want to be a yoga teacher, but you're like, no, I can't afford teacher training, da, 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 da. but you don't do the exploring. You don't go do the research. You don't go try it out. You don't, you know, you, you just shut it down before, but then you keep thinking about it, but you really, the exploration part is the part where you realize how feasible it is and how you can do whatever you want to do besides the busyness and besides having a full-time job and a family, you can make it happen. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, I mean, there really is like, we are our, you know, best ally, but also our worst enemy. So we can, we're the ones who can propel ourselves or the, we're the same, you know, one in the same that can hold us back. Yep. So it just really, it just depends where are you going to put that energy? Uh, are you going to allow yourself to explore and, realize that it's the process, right? Every day of that exploration 
is something truly amazing, right? You realize, <laughs> hmm, maybe I'm gonna go a different path. I didn't like it as much as I thought, right? Or I like it just as much, but let's try it in this different outlet or this different way because it's still continued to gnawing at, to gnaw at me. Yeah. If you asked me a year ago if True Drive Evolution would have been a thing, I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I had an idea of bringing something more like an online magazine to the table, but I, this was not, there was no way, like I didn't even think of podcasts. Like I was like, not even an option, but it was that somewhere along the way, something itched at me. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'll just explore that. And then I would leave it alone and then something else would happen. I'm like, I'm going to explore that further. And then it became the video interview series. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, I have the video interview series and I have the audio. So why isn't it a podcast? But it was because I had to explore and had to try little things in order to get there. And ultimately it led to something that I love. I love doing. But again, it was that I had to explore the itch. And if I didn't explore the itch. You wouldn't be here. Exactly. For sure. Uh, yeah. You just, and you need to allow yourself to dream. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, that, and that's the thing. Like I, you're, like you're saying, the itch to, you know, something's calling on you, go explore. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here where I'm at right now. I wouldn't be um, calling myself a mindset and wellness coach and, you know, generating um, content to share with others and helping others to uh, thrive and not just survive and to help other women to become more empowered and giving them, you know, the tools and the strategies to, you know, get them to dream and get, and let them seek out um, the exploration that they, that that's really calling on them. Like that's, you know, why we're both here. We're here to like, Tell everybody, explore, try it out. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Help them spark that, ignite their soul a little bit. Here's something that, um, gosh, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was, it was like, if you didn't have them in the first place, you've got nothing to lose. <laughs> That's so true. That's so right. True. So if you didn't step out of your comfort zone, go for it, explore it, try it, um, have your, you know, learning curves, your learning experiences, then, you know, what's the big deal? You never had it in the first place. Oh, that's so true. Right. The the worst that that could happen is that you could be exactly where you're at right (laughs) this moment. Right. That's the worst that could happen. But the best that could happen is that you could, you know, be in that dream that you have, you know, tugging at you. You could um, have experienced so many different things, be in, um, live in another place, know so many more people. Like without this dream that I have, I have had that I am exploring, I wouldn't have met you, right? I wouldn't have been in my mastermind. I wouldn't have met the community that I've met and gotten so much support because even to get to here wasn't just my dream, but to get to here was all the people that I've interacted with, with all the things that I've tried because I've gotten support from other people. And the worst that could happen was that I would have been exactly where I was before I started it. That's so true. I love the way, I love that. I love that visual of it. Yeah, just as if you didn't go anywhere. Right. But I also love, yeah, I mean, finding a tribe of women. And, and honestly, 
doing a podcast only was really an option because I was in that mastermind and three of them were doing podcasts. And I'm like, well, they're doing podcasts and they're, sh- they're showing how easy it is to put it together. And I can do that. Like, but that wasn't, I didn't think I was capable of it until I met women that were like, of course you can do it. It's like, mm-hmm. I can do it. You can do it. And then I'm like, well, I want to try it. Why not try it? What happens? I take it down and it doesn't work. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's the people. And I, I think about, I like this visual of, you know, you're walking down your path and you meet people and each person has a gift for you. And as mm-hmm. you're walking, they give you a gift and that's getting you a little further. And then this person you meet over here gives you a gift and maybe the most contentious relationship ever that you have with that person, but there's something they gave you that you're going to need in the next step. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like you keep getting the gifts of the people that are on your path and they help you grow and they just give you something small that eventually down the line, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I went through that with that person or they said that to me or they taught me that because now I use it now and I become a stronger person and more courageous person. Right. Everything we experience is exactly what we were supposed to experience and every person we're we come across as the person that needed us to get to the next place, you know, and we always think that everything has to be good. <laughs> everything has to be so happy and joyful. And that's not always it because if we never had obstacles, if we never had setbacks or, you know, just things that just the things that happen, then we wouldn't be able to realize all the goodness, right? Yeah. We wouldn't be able to appreciate Um, we, you know, we have to have the good and the bad in order to realize one from the other. Yeah. Well, you have to realize what you don't want versus what you do want. You have to experience the unhappiness to experience the joy. Right. And everybody's interpretation of all of that too is so different. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like what some people have would make me happy, but what other people, you know, but but sometimes that, that stuff that those people have, people aren't even attracted to. They don't even want that in their life. Like everybody's right. journey and what they want. And that's why it's an inner journey because what you want is so unique to you. So those options that you were given at the beginning of your high, you know, college journey, leaving your house, those options, they might be right for somebody. They might've been the building blocks that made somebody so happy. They had everything in their life. They were so joyful, mm-hmm. but it was you or me or somebody else that looked at that list and was like, Meh. yeah, I guess, but right. it's not everything I'm looking to get out of life. It's not what I'm looking to, you know, so everybody has to go inward to figure out what they truly want. Uh, yeah. And I think that right there, you said it, that's probably, the most challenging thing for people to do is to go inward mm. uh, as we rely on so much external, yep. right? We allow the external to clutter our minds that we forget that we truly have everything that we need is truly within us. Like we know the answers, right? Where we know what we should do. We know the right the direction, but we let the everything on the external clutter our thoughts and then we become confused. We value everybody else's opinion, but our own. Yeah. And that was something that I really had to work hard on letting go. And, um, I knew that was like a huge trigger point for me, um, throughout this journey was like, Oh, you know, but, and you know, what are they going to think? What are they going to think? And then I think back now, totally just coming to my mind, I just remember like when my daughter was really little and she would throw tantrums in the middle of the store, right? (laughs) 
I, I could have easily been like, just allow it, right? Like, I know it's part of the process. It's what she's going through. Every mom's gone through this. Yet, at, sometimes in those moments, I would feel like, oh my God, this is the most embarrassing thing. And then I would feel so like um, self-conscious and then I would project my self-conscious and fear onto her by saying, well, if you keep doing that, what are other people going to think? And I'm like, I think back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I do? <laughs> like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. But, you know, thank goodness I'm at this point because she's still young enough where like parenting now is a little, is a little different <laughs> because I am allowing her to be her and be on her journey and honoring her, appreciating her. And be a guide and not a dictator. <laughs> and but I just remember I projected those thoughts onto her because those thoughts were in me. Right. You and were so, people were thinking, yeah. Yeah. And that's just what was instilled into me when I was little. Like what just you know, if you do that, what will other people think? So I took that for it. So that was like so many, it's like 30 something, you know, it was like when I was when she was little, I was in my 30s. So it was like 30 something years of that. Uh, mindset you know that's what all I knew but now I know better and um, hopefully because I know better I'm gonna teach her better too so it's not just about me it's about also empowering my my own kids yeah yeah it's their journey and to yeah not look for outside opinions thoughts advice suggestions because everybody has everybody gives their opinion based on their own fears and beliefs yeah yeah for you it's their own I you know especially when women go out and embark on like starting a business and people are like oh eh, unsafe well that's because they're not willing to do it and they have their fears right really about you and whether you should do it yes yes and it's it's where they're at that's what I always have to remember you know whatever um you know, I felt like if, you know, you, you just get some feedback and you're just like, that's, that's just, that's where they're at. That's where I'm at. And we honor everybody for where they're at. Yeah. Um, and, and, but sometimes we have to remind ourselves, let's honor them for where they're at. Let's honor me for where I'm at too. Yeah. We're all on a journey. For sure. <laughs> Every single day. Yes. <laughs> Every single moment. <laughs> exactly. So what three tips can you provide women that are going through a similar journey of maybe they feel stuck, they need to feel empowered, to take action, to live life their own way, to do what you're doing, like building the life that's best for you? What are three tips you would give them? I would say... This may sound like, I don't want it to sound selfish, but really to like put yourself first, right? To love, love on yourself because the more energy and time we're like as women and moms and we just give so much of ourselves away. And if we give so much of ourselves away, there's no way we're going to be able to fill other people's cups. Right, like our pictures need to be full, so full, so that we and overflowing, so that we can love and support and empower and help others, right, in a place of abundance. So, having a lot of um, self love for yourself, investing in your own self is probably the best thing you can do for helping and supporting others, especially if you know, like, I feel like our 
job on this earth is like to serve others, right? We have a purpose. And I think ultimately everybody just wants to help, right? And then that help turns into service and we serve. Um, but it's hard to serve from a place of lack, a place of scarcity, a place where like we just don't have enough in ourselves to give to others, but we try anyways. And then it, then it turns us into people we don't really want to be resentful and yeah 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 so I think really to start in a place of self-love um to you know take care of yourself invest in yourself and um put the energy self-care <laughs> so that, yeah so that would be like the first tip um the second tip would be like to really spend some time um stepping back and just listening to your internal self and to even like study yourself and get into your own mind because I think that's something personally I didn't do a lot of. I was so focused on the external that I forgot that the, you know, how important the internal was. So definitely that would be a second tip. And the second tip is to, um, while you're doing that, you know, listening to yourself or in doing some introspection, listen, right? Try the things, do the things, um, explore the things, um, give your intuition like a place in life and value and uh, it, have the dreams, right? If it's, if it's in you, it's for you. Um, I just love that saying uh, that comes from Amber Lilliestrom and she like, I'm so for that, right? Like, don't push it down. Give yourself an opportunity to grow and thrive um, and live this vibrant, purpose-filled life. Love it. Those are great tips. <laughs> so simple, too. Like, not easy, but simple. Right. Yes. All the things that's all the things that's um, that are within you. It's all about what's true to you. It's all about knowing, you know, being true to yourself and what you truly want. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and like, if I could just kind of add something else in there, it's like, it's don't think that this journey is a lonesome journey, like to get get community, um, have people around you be in a group of people who are going to be supportive and lift you. And that's one of the things I had to realize too, is that uh, sometimes, you know, when you change, you might have to change the people around you not you change them, but change the people, uh, put yourself in a different environment of people that are part of, that can support your journey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes it doesn't mean the people around you right now are, you have to get rid of them and not in your life. No, no, not at all. It's, but you might have to find people that do support you that understand your journey. Cause not everybody that you're friends with now or your family is going to understand your journey. So find sure. people that are embarking on something similar, you know, um, starting a business, find a business group, start, you know, becoming a yoga teacher, surround yourself with yogis, you know, things like that, where you are understood and supported and, you know, can have your cup filled. Yes, yes, for sure. And, and that's the thing, you know, there's, there's enough space, <laughs> right? We make the space for it. And there's a place for everybody in your life that comes into your life. And then sometimes you need to seek out, outside um, support too. And like, I would not be here if I did not actively go seek out some support. Yeah. Because 
that like if you don't take if if I didn't take the action, I would be exactly where I was. And so I needed to take the action. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so one more question. So what's next on your path? Wow. What's next on my path is that um, because I just started my journey as a mindset and wellness coach, um, I am in the process of just like launching my business. And so I have offered, I'm offering free coaching at this moment so that I can just kind of get my, um, build my foundation. So that's what I'm doing. I am taking on coaching calls and I'm working with some uh, clients and, but at the same time, like I'm offering my services. I want to work with as many people as I can um, and to just get this launch and get this going and to start empowering and supporting and helping women and giving them the tools because ultimately my goal is, is to not be the crutch is to, to empower other women, women to do this for themselves. And then it becomes a domino effect. You empower one person, that one person is going to empower another person. And really that's like, I would love to see that. And I know it, I'm, I'm going to start this right for myself. I'm going to start building um, the clients and meeting with people and talking with people and helping them find their vibrant, thriving lives so that they can help others as well. Love that. Yay. Congratulations. That's an exciting next step. Thank you. I'm excited. I can't wait. I cannot wait to I actually, after I get done talking with you, I've got um, a coaching call um, today. Yeah. So I'm looking to fill up my calendar to talk with as many people as I can and see who I can support and empower and lift. Love it. That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm excited. So where can people find you and follow you? So um, one of the my places that I'm all the time is Instagram. So my um, uh, tag is at Teacher Mommy Life. And then if they, they want to find me on Insta, uh, Facebook, just Karen Keese. Um, you can find me uh, on my Facebook. And then um, email would be purely simple oils at gmail.com um, because I am like oils is my <laughs> part of my health routine. Um, so that's my email. And then if they connect with me on Instagram, they can connect onto my link tree. And if anybody's, you know, wanting to, they can see more information when they click the link tree about me, my journey, and then what I have to offer. Awesome. So exciting. I am so glad that we got a chance to chat. Yeah. And all of your insights about mindset. <laughs> I know it was all over the place. We had so much to talk about. <laughs> I tell you, we could talk forever. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> all, I think, so helpful for so many women out there because mindset's new to so many people of all ages. Um, and so these are really good tips, really good, um, hopefully aha moments that people can walk away from way with. Yes. And it was podcasts like this where I had lots of realizations, lots of aha moments. So the work you're doing, Katarina, is amazing too, to bring this out into the world. I'm super excited to be a part of it. 
very grateful that I have your friendship um, because you've helped me along the way in this journey. So I just thank you. Ah, thank you. Yeah, my hope, I just want women to, I think we get inspired by other women. And I think one of the hardest things is we do see very successful women and we're inspired by them, but it's so good to share the stories of people that are in our neighborhoods and in our communities, you know, people that we would be friends with or meet in the grocery store or at coffee or mommy and me groups that are doing things that we want to do so we can learn from each other, inspire each other and, and transform our lives. For sure. That transformation is amazing and awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of True Joy Revolution. We look forward to seeing you next time. Hi, Joyful Lady. Thank you so much for listening to the True Joy Revolution podcast. I want to invite you to come join us in my free Facebook community, Joyful Life Society. Connect with other women just like you, stepping out of their comfort zones and overcoming their fears to live life their own way. In the group, you'll be able to share your journey, receive support and encouragement, and free resources to help you reach your goals and dreams. So hop over to Facebook, search Joyful Life Society, and add yourself to the group. I look forward to seeing you in there. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episodes of inspiring conversations each week right when they launch.